Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pride Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Emerson. In this episode, um, I'm going to be riding solo as uh, Kyler uh, Smith, my normal co-host, is busy with a lot of things that he is doing here in the community. Um, One of them being that schools here in Indiana have started to allow their athletes to hold practices and Tyler being the head coach of the girls' basketball team here in Crawfordsville um, has a responsibility to that. Um, getting his, getting working with us, his girls, I imagine that's a great time for him. And he's also doing a lot with, he's re- he released a book and doing a lot of podcasts with that and uh, a lot of things with his church as well. So I'm going to be writing it solo for this episode. But um, a lot of things have happened in for the Indiana Pacers since we last talked last week. Um, gave our thoughts on a schedule that was released um, and our thoughts and predictions. Um, and we've had a lot of news since then. Um, the main one being uh, Pacers shooting guard Victor Oladipo um, has decided to not play in the Orlando bubble and has decided to focus on getting healthy for next season. So I'm going to talk about that, my thoughts. I'm going to talk about both the positives and negatives of that situation, because there are both sides. I'm going to give my overall opinion. It's kind of a mixed opinion, so stay tuned for that. And also, going to get into some much more talk about what that decision means for the Pacers in the playoffs, should they contend? Um, to e- should they even try to be competitive uh, in the playoffs against Miami or, or whatever seed they may get? Um, or should they be competitive or should they kind of just fold? Um, because we know Milwaukee and Toronto and Boston, those great teams, would be looming um, as potential second-round matchups. So let's get straight into things. Um Ironically, uh, Vic's decision happened on my birthday on the 3rd, so I guess that was a birthday present to me, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, He chose to sit out the Orlando restart. Um, That got a... That stirred Pacers Twitter, as you Pacer fans know. Um, He did announce that he still plans to travel to Orlando with the team, so with that, the Pacers cannot sign a replacement player because Vic is still technically on the Orlando travel um, roster. So I saw a wide variety of comments um, supporting Vic uh, and also people calling him soft and what have you. I'm going to talk about the positives and negatives of this decision. First, the positives. Vic gets healthy for next year because I believe next year is going to be a very important year for the Indiana Pacers because if you have a roster that consists of Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Turner with everyone being 100% healthy from day one and then talk about our bench, I think... That can be a formidable team 
in the Eastern Conference and compete for the, that top four spot. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also maybe get a three or two, depending on what happens. We never know. Um, so from the health side of things, I understand it. Um, and I really don't disagree with Vic because him choosing to get healthy, he only knows how healthy he is. No one else knows. You don't know. I don't know. Tyler doesn't know. Kevin Pritchard doesn't know. Nate McMillan doesn't know. Vic knows how healthy Vic is. We kind of saw when he first came back. I mean, he wasn't really... He was settling. I don't want to say settling, but taking a lot more threes than we really saw. So he started to find his groove um, as the season came to a halt. But to say he was 100% healthy, I wouldn't agree with that. Um, So I don't blame him for choosing to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to sit out and focus 100% on getting healthy for next year because a healthy Victor Oladipo, um, I believe, is a top-five shooting guard in the league. Um, Vic does it. We know his offensive ability, and he was first-team all-defense last year. Um, Before No, two years ago, excuse me, when he got, before he got hurt. So that's kind of the positive. We do, we will have a healthy Vic, knock on wood, everything goes well um, with recovery and whatnot. The negative side of things, you're not going to have Victor Oladipo. And this kind of forces the Pacers to, we already were dealing with a season-ending injury to Jeremy Lamb. So the shooting guard position is kind of razor thin for the Pacers right now. I'm going to talk about rotations a little later, um, but also wanted to kind of talk about this as well. Just, I agree with Vic, and this also kind of ties into my opinion about it. I agree with Vic's decision to sit out. I, I think that's perfectly fine. I don't disagree with it. One, If he chose to play, I'd support him 100%. I'd support Vic either way. The thing I disagree with about his decision is him choosing to travel and put himself in the bubble. I personally don't see a point in traveling with the team. I understand being a hype man because, you know, while Vic was recovering, he was, we saw him on the bench after every whether it was a big three or as an and one or a huge dunk, Vic would be one of the first people the camera pointed to and because he's a he's a great hype man. He really is. But with him traveling, like I mentioned, you're taking away a chance for the Pacers to bring in someone who could help and add another roster spot. He's... So that part I don't agree with. I think he could stay here in Indy and or wherever um, he has a home and just work out, train, practice, and get his body and mind right. Um, so 
I disagree with him choosing to travel because the main part is that takes away a roster spot. And that is the ultimate that's one of the negatives. And also, like I mentioned, Jeremy Lamb's not coming back. So the Pacers are razor thin at shooting guard right now. And the timing of this this whole thing is very ironic to me because you look this goes back to my, kind of my opening statement of Vic knows how healthy he is. Kevin Pritchard was quoted as saying he's the healthiest and I don't want to, I don't want to say healthiest um, but the best version of Vic that he's seen in a while he's healthy and he's ready to go and then just a few days later Vic comes out with this with this announcement and this decision. So, I don't kind of know what that does. I mean, because you have the general manager of the team saying, oh, he looks great. And then the player coming out and saying, I'm choosing to skip. I think they're... I'm not blaming Kevin Pritchard for saying that and being optimistic about Vic and his return. But it doesn't look great now that... He said that, and then Vic is choosing to kind of go the other way. Uh, there's no, I have no beef with anyone in the Pacers organization. I have full support in Vic, and I love Kevin Pritchard. Pacers fans love Kevin Pritchard. But I guess the comments weren't timely, I guess would be, probably be the best way to put it. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. So that kind of, with Vic and Jeremy Lamb not playing... This kind of leads to possible rotation de- uh, decisions for Nate McMillan, and he has a tough task on his hands. The Pacers do have the players to kind of make this work. Um, they're not having Vic. I mean, it's something we've we saw all this year for over half the year, and the Pacers played just as fine, or just fine. Granted, they had Jeremy Lamb for a good portion of that, and Lamb was a really great pickup, and I hope he gets healthy and is able to one be 100% for next year as well. So as far as rotations go, um, J. Michael is the Pacers reporter for the Indy Star, and he did kind of a breakdown of the rotations and what we could see I think and also Tony a lot of Pacers uh, writers and whatnot have kind of been doing this as well so I think we're gonna see now I think we all know Malcolm Brogdon's gonna be the starting point guard um barring we hope that he is doing great um as far as COVID-19 goes I haven't Heard another positive test um, coming from the Pacers, and all indications point to him traveling with the team. So you can basically pencil him in as the starting point guard, and Pacer fans know that. And in, to, in terms of shooting guard, that is the biggest question mark, obviously. And it's going to be. People have been assuming either 
Aaron Holiday gets the nod, or Edmund Sumner. Those are your two kind of likely replacements. Um, so we'll see who gets the nod there. Um, small fo- The rest of the rotation, or the rest of the starting lineup is set. You have Warren, Sabonis, and Turner. I think the Pacers know that. The big question is what to do at the shooting guard spot. Um, do you start a guy like Gebnan Sumner, who has been forced into some starting experience early in his career and has shown flashes that he can be good? Or do you start Aaron Holiday, who I'm really high on Aaron Holiday. I think he could eventually, maybe hopefully be the future point guard of the, of the Indiana Pacers. Maybe, I'm, I'm also hoping that Brogdon stays a while too. But, so that's the biggest question. And I haven't really put out a poll yet on our uh, Pacers Pride podcast Twitter. I, because I'm still kind of mulling over um, who I would think. I can't give you a real um, decision on who I would take. So, I, I just don't know. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Um, the starting lineup, uh, we also have TJ McConnell, and I'm forgetting TJ McConnell. Um, so, to, after going with TJ McConnell when he was on, when he was short on guards, McMillan has stuck with Aaron Holiday. So, I would love to have, I probably would project Aaron Holiday to get that shooting guard spot. So, yeah, Brogdon, Aaron Holiday, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Turner. Then the bench would be TJ McConnell, Edmund Sumner, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, and I would assume Goga. Um... And we also have Jakar Sampson that uh, J. Michael um, likes to mention here. So we could see him. We also have Brian Bowen and Naz Mitru Long. Those two guys, um, I doubt we'll see T.J. Leaf at all. But in terms of rotations, that's what I kind of project. I, I would probably say Aaron Holiday would get that spot. Aaron Holiday, he's a bit on the shorter end um, in terms of his. We know his offense, and we he know he can definitely shoot, and is a great slasher too. So we'll see where Nate McMillan likes what he wants to do. He's got some tough decisions as tar- in terms of minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, and what he wants to do there. So that's kind of what I think. And I kind of gave my overall opinion, um, but people just need to relax on Vic. Um, It's not an ideal situation by any means. This is unprecedented by, we've never seen this before in the league's history of going somewhere to a bubble um, and having, taking two, two and a half months off and there's nothing wrong with people sitting out. We've seen it with Avery Bradley. We've seen it with a few other guys. Um, Bradley Beal, it was just reported today, 
um, when I'm recording this podcast on July 7th, that Bradley Beal's not going to play because of a shoulder injury. There, there are plenty of other reasons for players not to go down to Orlando. And I think a fan, for a fan base, they brought up Paul George, um, which I don't, Tyler and I don't like to bring up his name on this podcast, but they brought up comparing him to Paul George and how he's selfless, and I just 100% disagree with that because that kind of ties into my next big topic that I want to get into. What does that mean? What does Novick mean for the Pacers come the Orlando bubble and the playoffs? We saw Novick for a majority of this season. Granted, like I did mention, Jeremy Lamb was there. So the big question surrounding the Pacers has been this. Do the Pacers just say, you know what? We don't want to really put our players at risk and our team at risk, our coaches, etc., and fold in the first round, wherever that may be, um, whatever opponent they may get, whether that be Boston at the three seed or whether it be Miami. Um, do they fold and say, we're just not... We just don't feel comfortable here? Or do you go all out and try and win a first-round series to kind of still show that even without Vic, you're a team to be maybe on the up and come up and with this young core? Let's talk about both. And I'm... Once again, I'll kind of give my final thoughts um, when I talk about both situations. First off, the team folding and saying, we're not really going to try in the first round of the playoffs. They, J. Michael of the Indy Star did report that, and he also said other teams are kind of considering that too. I really see both sides to this because let's say the Pacers get matched up with the Miami Heat in round one, the 4-5 matchup, which as of right now, that's what we would see. Say the Pacers grind and beat the Heat in six or seven games because if the Pacers with this roster were to beat the Heat, it would be in six or seven. There would be no sweep by any means. The Heat are too good of a team. The winner of the 4-5 matchup gets, gets the pleasure of taking on the prohibitive favorites to come out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. I... Don't that would be a sweep. That would be a sweep for the Bucks against the Pacers. I just the Pacers, especially with not having Vic, I don't the Pacers don't have anyone who can stop Giannis, in my opinion. Maybe Vic is your best bet. 
with his perimeter defense and then you have Miles Turner come and help on the drive or something like that, but that would leave guys like Brooke Lopez open to shoot threes. The Bucks are just a mismatch nightmare for the Pacers. And we've seen that when the two teams have played this year. So do you really go all out in a series against the Heat just to get swept in the second round by the Bucks? I don't know. I mean, we know the history, the recent history of the Pacers not getting out of the first round is something, and we want to see them get out of the first round. I want to see them get out of the first round. But do you really want them to get out of the first round and risk the health and safety and all that other players just so that they can get swept by Milwaukee? It's a tough call, but I really don't know where I would stand on that. Um, Then the other side, the positives of you going all out. The Pacers have a great young core. Sabonis... Vic, Miles, I did this research the other day. Vic is actually the elder statesman of the team. You look at the age of the Pacers. TJ Warren is also, I think, 25. They're all in their mid to upper 20s. Vic, I think, is 27, maybe. But Pacers have a great young core. I think one of the, and I'm being a little biased, I think one through five, one of the best young cores in the league who have a great potential if all of them stick together can kind of maybe make some noise, hopefully. Does, do you try and prove to maybe a free agent that you, despite not having Vic, despite not having Jeremy Lamb, two of their best perimeter defenders, arguably, that, yeah, we can still win a first-round series with this core, and maybe we're one piece or away from really contending. That can maybe sway a free agent. Who knows? Um, the playoffs are a meaningful kind of, a, I guess, audition to upcoming free agents to say, We got this far, but we lost to this team. You can help us get over that hump. So do the Pacers go that route? Ultimately, my, if you ask me what should the Pacers do, I would go with, I don't want to say fold in round one, but I don't want the Pacers to kind of like just grind out a seven game series just to get swept. And then you're risking the health and safety of your players. Cause we know that's number one priority. So I would prefer the team to kind of just quickly say, we appreciate you having us here, but the health and safety of our players, our staff is of the utmost importance And we're going to focus on next year. People could call this. I saw a post saying now, this is back-to-back wasted years for the Pacers. 
I really don't consider it that way because we haven't seen this Pacers team at full strength in the last two years. We lost Vic in the playoffs against Boston. I think the Pacers could have maybe given Boston a run last year. And then this year with COVID, we and Vic missing two-thirds of the season, we haven't seen this team at 100% full strength. So I don't consider those wasted years. I know Vic's contract is coming up, and that's something that Tyler and I can discuss in a later episode. But I'm just going to say I think Vic resigns. Um, so there are a lot of things to weigh, both positives and negatives from this whole bubble situation, from this COVID situation. Um, let me know what you guys think below or in the comments. Uh, you can, I may put up a poll, uh, what, probably do that maybe later today about what would you prefer the Pacers do in the playoffs? Um, kind of get your thoughts on it. Those are just my thoughts overall on Vic not choosing to play, what this means for the playoffs, possible rotations, etc., etc. It's been, hasn't been a great week, week and a half, if you're an Indiana Pacers fan. Um, also next week, I if I get Tyler back, I'll definitely get have him give his thoughts. I know he's... Very passionate and has exchanged in some he's gotten he wrote a great article and know he's gotten some flack for it from fans who disagree with Vic's decision. Um also do want to say thank you to the I think the sixty to seventy people on our Twitter that voted. Um I put up a poll saying do you support or don't support Vic's decision and I believe it was roughly two to one who do support it. So I would say the majority of Pacers fans are okay with Vic's decision. I'm okay with it. It's tough to swallow. It really is. But you know what? We'll have, if everything goes to plan, we'll have a healthy roster at the beginning of next year and... Barring no major injury, once again, knock on wood, I think the Pacers can maybe make some noise. It's tough right now, I know, to really put yourself and wrap your mind around, oh, we're doing this again, we're not trying or whatever to win if the Pacers do, in fact, just lose in round one. I know these past few years have been difficult as Pacers fans. It's It's been difficult to watch. Just with all the injuries, now COVID, now the season being postponed, and now Vic choosing not to play. Well, let's just stay the course. Um, take it one day at a time. Please don't take to Twitter to immediately disrespect a player or... You can, you can be angry. As a fan, you have a right to be angry. But don't be calling Vic, Victor Oladipo the next Paul George. The love that Vic has shown this city, 
I think already is two to three times more than Paul George ever did. Um, he He's a homegrown Indiana kid, and I think he truly wants to stay here. So we'll get into contract and a lot more later, but we are about a little over three weeks away from getting Pacers basketball back. And you know what? Just... I know we're not going to have Vic, but just enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy watching some basketball again. Um, Whether that be the Pacers or whether that be another NBA team. I'm a diehard Pacers fan, but I'm also an NBA fan. And I just want to see some basketball. So, come August 1st, the Pacers kick off against Philly. I really hope... I mean, it'd be nice if the Pacers go 8-0. But, I mean... They have a lot. They're going to show a lot. And these eight games are really going to show what we might see in the playoffs if the Pacers choose to go full throttle or if they choose to kind of relax and take what they get in the first round and we'll just go from there. So that's going to kind of wrap up this episode of the Pacers Pride podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pacers Pride Pod. Um, you can also follow me and Tyler on Twitter as well. My handle is Cody, C-O-D-E-Y, underscore Emerson, E-M-E-R-S-O-N. And you can follow Tyler at Tyler Smith, underscore I-S-L. You can also find this podcast and all our two other episodes where we kind of talked about the whole sports landscape of things. That was our first episode and kind of touched on the Pacers and a little bit that. Then our second episode, we dove more in-depth into the schedule, gave our predictions. You can find those two episodes on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and AnchorFM.com. You can just search Pacers Pride Podcast. But I'm going to try and get Tyler back next week, um, Get definitely get his thoughts on the whole Victor Oladipo situation and what that means for the Pacers going forward. But until then, I'm going to still say for Tyler Smith because I know he is here in good thought. I am Cody Emerson. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day, everybody.